0: and exciting new possibilities and goals for the year, things we want to do differently. But why is it that New Year's resolutions don't work? Why, for some reason, we can't stay on track for any longer than the first month of the year. I want to talk about that, about goal setting and things that I've learned over the years I think is really going to help you crush your goals this year. Now, before we get to that, I want to do a shout-out. We have success stories of anyone who has done a deal that was helped by us in some way, and this time it was Janesh Patel, First deal maker, did his first deal in eight unit in Chicago, worth $800,000, and he raised a quarter million dollars. Janesh used her SDA, syndicated deal analyzer, and watched all of our training videos along with YouTube and helped close his first deal. That's awesome, Janesh. Thanks so much for submitting that. And if you have done a deal and we've helped you in a significant way or meaningful way, let us know. Tag us on social media or email us at support at themichaelblank.com. We'd love to shout you out and uh, learn more about you. Maybe create a a case study on your deal. We'd love hearing from you. That's our mission is to help a thousand families become financially free. And the first step to that, of course, is your first deal. All right, so it's a new year. We're all excited about the new possibilities. And maybe you've got some New Year's resolutions, but why do they not work? Why can't we seem to stick to them for more than the first month? And we kind of fall away and we're like, ah. Well, better luck next time. Like, why is that? Now, in this particular episode or video, if you watch this on YouTube, I'm going to talk about why is goal setting so difficult? Why do we suck at it so much? And more importantly, equally, is what can we do about it? And as you know, I'm a very analytical person right now, a former software engineer. So in my mind, I'm like, how can I break things down? How can I get a blueprint? And I love goal setting. I didn't used to. And I really was bad at it. I would set my goals and then that would peter out after a few weeks. And I'm like, daggone it, what is going on here? And that's like, ah, you know what? I'll just wait around until next time. So I want to talk about things that have really worked for me and many other people. I want to talk about here and this video and this episode of the, of the podcast. So let's talk first about why goal setting typically does not work. Newest resolutions. The first one is you have a weak why. Okay, week-wise, so important, for example, oh, why do you want to get into apartment building investing? Oh, I want $10,000 per month. Why is that? Well, that's how much, that's what I'm earning right now. I said, well, well, great. So if you had that much in passive income, why is that important, right? And they're like, well, you know, well, well that would allow me to quit my job. I said, great. Well, why would that be important? Well, then I could be at home and, and I, I would have options. I would control my time. I could, I could really do what I wanted to, whether it makes money or not. I said, ah, now we're getting somewhere. Why is that important? well and things start getting more difficult because most people don't think about these these levels right but if you keep asking why is that important you're going to peel back the onions and reveal really what motivates you it could be a a variety of different things it could be that you can be at home and now you can spend more time with your family because you're 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 watching your your two young kids grow up and you're missing it or whatever you're not spending it you're struggling maybe with your marriage because you're you're so focused at work whatever that is right you become a better father better mother a, a better spouse like what is it? Right. Really, what is your why? Maybe it's even about something more greater than you, maybe even about your greater than, than your than your family. Right. Is it's maybe that, you know, that you want to volunteer more. You want to make a difference. We have we had one guy who wanted to create a, a high school, right? He was discontented with a, a public school system. He wanted to create his own high school, but of course it doesn't pay a lot. He'd have to raise some money and he didn't wasn't sure what he was gonna do. So he got an apartment building investing. Now that's a huge motivator because if he doesn't succeed, he's not going to be fulfilled. He's not going to be impact hundreds of different students in the way they want to impact. So what is your why? And if that's not strong enough, then no goals, I don't care how well worded, are really not going to really matter. I think that's the biggest thing. There's a few other reasons, though, why New Year's resolutions really don't work. One is they're not strategic, meaning that they're not really linked to intentions and long-term goals. And it could be anything like, you know, I want to be healthy. I want to be generous. Okay, well, what are you doing? towards those goals, right? So so sometimes we just do things because everybody else around us is doing them, or it's the next best easy thing. We're not really thinking intentionally. So they're not really intentional, I think, which is probably fundamental, the problem with most goals. And the third thing is there's no follow-through, because even if we're intentional long-term thinkers, we're not tying them to everyday life and tasks. Maybe you have a task list, or a calendar, or some system where you get stuff done. Whatever it is for you, if you don't link your long-term goals to this everyday things, you're not gonna get them done. You're just gonna put them on a board, put them on a shelf somewhere, and look at them again next year, and like, oh, daggone it, fell through on that. No, you have to link them to everyday tasks. The other thing also is is something where goals tend to be overwhelming, right? You have this concept of taking massive action. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Who in the world takes massive action? Maybe 4% of the population, Okay, I am a huge action taker, but massive action exhausts me. Like It overwhelms me. I'm much more of a tiny action taker. Tiny action means that you're doing a little something every day, and I recommend the same thing to you. We'll talk about how to do that in a second, but philosophically, from mindset perspective, forget about taking massive action. Really think about taking a little bit of action every single day. Uh, let's see. Also, another thing is that Goals tend to be focused on only one part of your life. So when we talk about goal setting, we're typically talking about money, maybe about losing weight or something or quitting smoking. Okay, but it's much more about that. You really have to look at your entire life and and living an intentional life across your entire spectrum. So, for example, if you have goals around making money, that's great. Again, why is that important? But, you know, if you make more money and you're overweight or you're struggling with your marriage, what good is being a millionaire? Like it's, it's none at all. So in other words, the goals really need to cover all aspects of your life, not just a part of it. So this, these are some of the reasons I've noticed for me personally and others where goals just really don't work. So what's the solution? I'll talk about the solution here, things I've figured out over the years. And it really starts, first of all, before I get to my, my tools <laughs> and methods, it's really around clarity. You've heard of this story where, you know, you're climbing the ladder of success, you know, you get in the bottom rung, you're, you're just so grateful for the shot and you're, you're struggling and you're getting up there and you finally get to the top of the ladder after years of hard work and you realize the ladder's up against the wrong wall. You never wanted to be there. I mean, that certainly was my path for uh, getting into restaurants and losing millions and almost losing my house in the restaurants. I wasn't really clear what I wanted or flipping houses. I thought I wanted to be a real estate investor. What I really wanted, though, is I wanted financial freedom. And as you know, flipping houses is not really passive income. It's a very active sport. And so I wasn't clear what I wanted. And so I did things without being clear of why I'm doing things. And again, it's this lack of intentionality. We just kind of do stuff just because people around us are doing it or we're not really intentional. So my advice here before you get into goal setting is really to sit down and create some clarity. And the other key thing about goals is that you want to go from a high level to the low level. We talked about earlier. So not only do we want to talk about all parts of a life, that's also important, but we want to go from the high level, almost like a state of being. How do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be like? To long long-term goals. We always overestimate what we can do in a year. We underestimate what we can do in five years. So if I want to be a generous person, what do I need to do within five years to get to that? if I want to live a healthier lifestyle, I got five years to do it, then describe to me what you want to be like in five years. And so that's what you should start with so that when you craft one year your goals, et cetera, you can actually make progress towards that five-year goal. And then, of course, you have to link into the everyday. So the way that that I do that is something called the Living Fully Compass. Living Fully Compass is, is really does all those things. It's actually, if, if, well, you'd be shocked to learn it's a spreadsheet. <laughs> I love spreadsheets. But it's a it's a it's a pretty cool spreadsheet it, it goes from from the longer term to the shorter term so it really starts with intentions so the intention could be anything i i want to live a healthy lifestyle so that i can live a healthier life longer so i'm not a burden on anyone so i can enjoy my relationships longer etc right you can say do the th- same thing with almost everything for example with income you want to say, look, I want to achieve uh, financial freedom so that I have options, so I can control my time, so that I can travel more, spend more time with my family. Like, what are your intentions, really? What are my intentions? What do you want to be and feel like? Like, if I want to be a generous person, my intention is to be a generous person, then that is intention there as well. And then from that, you craft five-year vision. So imagine, so around if I want to become a generous person, like in my case, for example, you know, if you know the love languages, you know, my least favorite one is gift giving. Like, I, I actually enjoy getting gifts. I just suck at giving them. And I've decided, declared a year and a half ago that I'm going to get good at giving gifts. I'm going to be the best gift giver on the planet. Okay, so I'm going to lie myself for a little while until I get better. And I, it was literally an intention under becoming a generous person is I am a fantastic gift giver. <laughs> you can you can state it however you want. You can state it in the present tense or to become a good gift giver or whatever you want to call. It. So it's an intention. So therefore, my five-year vision, I'm going to describe that I'm a generous person and I'm giving gifts generously and thoughtfully and things of that nature. Then so once you have your five-year vision in place, from that, you create your one-year goal. So five year vision you can go through that and then from that it really guides your one year goals and this is really important because otherwise your one year goals may not actually serve you in the long long run. So what are your one year goals, right? If I'm if I want to lose weight, let's say I'm overweight and I going to lose 25 pounds or 50 pounds, whatever the case may be, it may, I may take more than a year to do it. So what am I going to do in the next year? I may want to lose 25 pounds uh, and carefully and thoughtfully, and I want to make small changes. So what are your one-year goals for each of the areas in your life? So it's not just work, but it's also your health. It's your relationships. What about your goals and your relationships? And one of the things I've found useful in setting these goals is for each area of your life, And you'll see them, you'll be able to download the Living Fully Compass. I'll tell you how to get that in a second. You can see the different areas in your life. So we talked about, obviously, your your income goals, your work goals, uh, relationships, your spirituality, relationships with family, relationships with friends, and your generosity or contribution, your health and well-being, your travel, your recreation, your hobbies, right? Each part of your life, what I found is super helpful is to actually go through and rate them from one to ten. And you might find that, you know, you might be really strong in one category and really poor in one other category. And so as you craft your one-year goals, ask yourself, what is the one thing I can do, one or two things I can do this year to go to increase my score by one point? Okay, whatever that that, case. So with my gift giving, I give myself a four. What do I need to do to get it to a five next year? Or maybe even a six. Like, what are the things I can do? Baby steps on getting that and slowly increasing so that my level of fulfillment goes up in life. And it's a little smoother, right? Like I said before, is there's, there's no value in and doing fantastic in income and being a millionaire. And then you know you're getting a divorce and you're overweight. It's like then you're super if you imagine it as a wheel, right? Called a life wheel, some people say, and then it's kind of bouncy and it's not smooth. And you know, it's kind of hard going. So start with that and see what can you improve to get to the point where you want to go in one year and five years. Now, once your one-year goals is done, now it's relatively easy now to go down to what we call 90-day rocks. So these are kind of these 90-day rocks. Okay, what can I do in this quarter to get me one step closer to that one-year goal? And it becomes a lot easier, right? If your goal is to lose weight or or whatever the case may be, what do I need to do, right? If I want to do my first deal in the first 12 months and next year, well, that's great. What am I going to do in the first 90 days, right? I'm, I'm not going to do my first deal in the first 90 days, but what can I do to get myself closer to that goal? So that's the next step. And once I have a one year, one year goal, my nine-day rocks, the Living Fully Compass essentially is complete. And I'll talk about more about what you can do with that. But you can download the Living Fully Compass, go to themecalblank.com forward slash goals, or you can go to the show notes uh, for this thing, michaelblankcom forward slash goals, and you can download it there. Or if you're seeing this online or on YouTube, just type the word goals in the comment below uh, or look in the description, wherever it is. And you'll get the link to that so you can download the Living Fully Compass so you can kind of follow along with what I'm just talking about here. But that's kind of the idea is you guys come from the high level intentions and a five year vision and you go down to one year goals and 90 day rocks. So this is and here's what you do to kind of stay on track. First of all, when I first started doing this super awesome and now we're doing this with my we started doing this with my family two years ago. And it's a little rocky in the beginning, right? It's a little rocky, but you'll get the hang of it. But you, the, the keys to stay on track is you want to kind of print this thing out and review it weekly. Look at it. Otherwise, you're going to forget it, right? And and equally importantly, is add these things to your daily tasks. So if you're looking at these things, you're looking at your 90-day rocks. You're like, man, what what do I got to do? You know, next 30 days, and what do I have to do this week? And what do I, what should I do today? And really incorporate it into your workflow. Like for me, I'll have a, a Google Keep as my my daily task list but also have a Google Keep for the things I wanna get done this week. It's normally no more than three things. There's three things in my mind. I wanna get these things done and I wanna make sure that my daily tasks kind of fit into that and those, those weekly things, they are guided by my 90 day rocks. So I wanna slowly make progress, yeah, you know, just a little bit every single day towards those things. And the third thing that's very powerful is to do this in a small group. So create a small group of people around you. And we, in fact, we started doing this at, at our companies as well, we have little what we call uh, pods, right? Little, little mastermind pods, and it's an accountability group. And we have it uh, in our leadership teams, we do it, in our team members, we do it. I do it with my own mastermind. I'm a member of Go GoBundance. That's where the idea actually came from. And so really creating a small mastermind of accountability partners, maybe one, two, three people, and you do this together. It is magical what happens when you do this goal setting, There's personal goal setting in a group. So that's absolutely key. If you're interested in passively investing in multifamily syndications, we'd love to hear from you. Go to nighthawkequity.com, click the join button and uh, join our investment club, fill out a short form, and then you can have a call with us and we'd be happy to share with you some, some of our upcoming investment opportunities we have. That's nighthawkequity.com. talk to you soon. Now, let me say a word about actual goals. So we talked a lot about goal setting, but there's a few things I wanna give you guidance on actually how to set goals. One of the things that was really beneficial for me was reading uh Hal Elrod's book The Miracle Equation which I highly recommend. And in addition of course to The Miracle Morning, both of his books are in my top 3. But Hal Elrod in The Miracle Equation really defines goal setting. Normally we're taught to set uh goals that are very measurable and time-based which is which are smart goals which is super cool. But he says remove the time frames from your desired outcomes. Instead, instead and here's here's why Let's say you want to do your first deal in 12 months. I'm going to do my first deal in 12 months. Now let's say you don't do your first deal in 12 months. Now what happens to you? You get very discouraged, you get maybe upset and mad and you stop. You stop pursuing your dream of financial freedom because you failed. You're a loser, okay? That's bad, okay? That's very bad because it doesn't recognize all the activities that you did leading up to that 12-month mark. So what Hal says instead of committing to putting a time frame on the outcome, instead commit to the activities that lead to your desired outcome, okay? So this means, this means that instead of saying, I'm gonna do my first deal in the next 12 months, which is a super cool goal, okay? It's very smart, okay? But what if you don't, instead of doing that, commit instead to the activities. I'm gonna analyze three deals every single week, and I'm going to reach out to five potential investors so that I have have one Zoom or in-person meeting with an investor per week. Now, those two activities, will lead to capital raised and a deal done. All you got to do is do long enough. So if you commit to the activities that lead to your desired outcome and you commit to those for as long as it takes, there's no other option. You will get the outcome. And if it's in 12 months, great. If it's in 18 months, so what? And that is, to me, it really takes the pressure off setting goals because if I don't hit my deadline necessarily, I'm still committed to the activities that lead me there. So that's really, really super important because to me, some reason... Hitting my goal targets always take longer than I think they should. I don't know why. They seem to be relatively achievable in that time frame, but for some reason they take longer. So if I don't achieve my goal in a certain time frame, what does that mean? Should I should I give up, or do I, should I continue working it because I believe the goal is meaningful enough? So you should continue doing the outcome, the activity that leads to that. So yes, continue doing smart goals. Right, smart goals are specific, they're measurable, they're achievable. They're relevant and time-based, smart goals. That's cool. Just take the pressure off yourself by making big, hairy goals time-based, okay? You can have goals that you control. Yes, put a deadline on there. I'm gonna read this book in 30 days because you control everything. But as soon as you set goals or outcomes that you don't control, then don't put a time frame next to it. It'll just eat you up, right? Because you're doing a first deal in the first 12 months. There's a lot of variables that need to happen that you cannot control, but you can control your activities so in summary don't do deadlines to your big hairy audacious goals and outcomes like doing your first deal commit to instead to the activities yes make your goals smart but for the ones you can't control remove the time frame and and put your activities and commit those activities make those your goals and use a living fully compass all right the tool i talked about it's a spreadsheet you can download it just look in the notes here to get the url from that and then really start with the intentions of what you kind of what you want to be. What state of being do you want to be in? Where do you want to be? What's your vision for yourself in five years? And then from that, craft one-year goals and 90-day rocks. And do that for every area of your life. Then review that sucker weekly so you don't forget. And incorporate it into your daily tasks. And then repeat this quarterly. Repeat this with your mastermind group. Have an accountability group where you do this with others. I will tell you, if you do this with friends or coworkers or other investors, it will launch your relationship with that person to a whole new level. But let me tell you why. Because normally when we interact with quote friends, all we talk about is the weather, politics and sports, right? We have very superficial relationships with quote our friends. When you start getting into this kind of stuff, your relationship just explodes to the next level because you're now sharing innermost thoughts. You're sharing your biggest goals and desires and fears with another person. That brings your relationship with that person to a whole new level. It's a magical. The other thing that's magical, if you do these things and you just start small, but you will be amazed at what you can achieve in one year. So go ahead and download the Living Fully Compass, go to michaelblack.com forward slash goals, or just type the word, look in the description or just type the word goals if you're finding this on, on social media and we'll send you that link. So you can download that tool and make sure you incorporate that into your personal life ASAP. Thanks for listening take the next step toward financial freedom by downloading Michael's free ebook The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building head over to the michaelblock.com/ebook to get the free training